Well, hey, good morning, friends. Um, my name is Jack, and I am Bethany Northeast lead pastor. It's so great to see all of you. I would love to just spend this time <laughs> saying hi to every individual that I haven't seen for a while or new people. It's been good to connect with a couple new people this morning. Um, in case you were still coming in when we began, uh, this Sunday marks kind of a, a different rhythm in our life together. We're calling Selah. Actually, this we borrowed from a church that Silas's twin brother helps lead or is a worship leader in in California. And Selah is a word that you'll find in the Psalms, um, which is a word that's in most Bibles untranslated. Uh, it's left there as a kind of just in its original language, Hebrew, and um, as Silas said at the beginning of the service, it has a few different meanings. It can mean to pause, to kind of hold space, and just to wait on God. It can mean to weigh or to ponder, to think, to question, and then it can mean to lift up. It can be, it's like a musical note in the Psalms. Psalms are actually the, the hymnal of the Bible, and so as songs, they are obviously uh, notations, and so there's a way in which we can tell each other, lift your voices, lift up. Um, And so we're kind of pressing into this ancient um, kind of biblical idea this morning together. Um, A couple things I want to do with you now, this would normally be the time where um, one of us uh, would be up here preaching and teaching, and we want to press into this idea of Selah with you in this time a little differently than we would normally um, on a Sunday. Um, a couple of you heard me say it like this. I want to. F- we're going to flip the classroom, so to speak. So if you've been at church most of your life or our church for any length of time, this would go on for the next 20, 30, depends who's talking, <laughs> minutes. And you would listen attentively and take some notes and hopefully talk about it later. Um, but there's not a lot of opportunity for you all to engage with each other in that. And so then things that might be stirred up in you might get lost, you might forget, you might not even know what the topic was, who knows? Uh, Kids can sometimes come in and out and you get distracted. So we wanted to pause, Selah, and think about what has God been doing in your life in this last, it's been about eight weeks of the year, the new year, what has God been stirring up in you? It doesn't have to necessarily relate to this sermon series because I know some of you haven't even been here for that. What has God been doing in your life? But perhaps, I mean, what has God been teaching you in this season if you have been listening and, and learning through the book of Job? Um, maybe another way to put this would be what are some consolations and what are some desolations? Where are moments of God's presence in your life? Where are moments of God's absence? Or maybe another way to put it would be, where are you experiencing grief and loss? I know a lot of us are having those experiences, or per- perhaps where are hope and desire kind of showing up in your life? And we want to give you a chance to do that with each other, because we're a congregation. We are a, 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 a people of God who are experiencing God collectively and individually, but collectively. We get to share this with each other. And so we want to give you a chance to share what God's been doing to bear witness to that, Selah to lift up, to press into wonder and, and be able to discuss that. So we'll give you, you know, seven, five, seven minutes or so in a, a group of four or five. But before we do that, um, <clears throat> to press into this idea of Selah, where did I go? Uh, again, it means to, uh, to pause. It means to 
wonder, and it also means to lift up. Um, and uh, that's a, if you know that word has a, a dual meaning. To lift up can mean to kind of praise God, lift up your hearts. It can also mean to intercede. Let's lift up others. And obviously in our world right now, um, we are all mindful that there is an opportunity for us to lift up those who are suffering um, in Ukraine. And so I want to press in uh, to a word of scripture from Job, since we've been in Job, from Job chapter 19. And then before we go into some group time together, to literally intercede together, um, this could be out loud. You could just intercede collectively. This is done in some traditions where everybody just prays all at the same time or kind of quietly in your own hearts. But to take a minute just to pray on behalf of the people of Ukraine and the situation that's happening there. This is Job chapter 19, verses 25 to 27. And if you remember the story, Job is in the midst of his own suffering. He's in the midst of a world collapsing all around him. Um, and he's wondering, what is life going to look like right now for me? And he says this in the very middle of this experience. He says, besides all this, I know now that my Redeemer lives. And in the end, he will rise and he will take his stand on the earth. And though my skin has been stripped off and my flesh has been torn away, even though I will see God, I myself will see God, not some stranger, but actually me with my eyes. And so toward that end, my deepest longings pine away within my chest. Toward that end, my deepest longings pine away within my chest. Friends, let's let our deepest longings pine away within our chest just for the next minute if you'll close your eyes. And then if you want to intercede out loud, that would be a joy to us. And if you would at least intercede in your own hearts, let's pray. I'll begin our time. Oh, Lord God, we thank you that we can declare alongside Job that on this day you stand on the earth and you are the living God. You lived for us, you lived with us in Jesus Christ. We thank you that we can put faith in you because of him. And so we do that now, God, in the midst of a situation that seems out of control and beyond our understanding. We pray now, God, for the people of Ukraine and for the situation that they are in and for our world. Lord God, you are a living God, as Job declared. We thank you that you are alive today on this earth. We pray, Lord, that your life would be known amongst the people of Ukraine and around all the world. They would experience hope. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Thank you for joining us or joining me in that. So right now, what I'd love to have you do, and we'll have just some um, music in the background, but for you to kind of gather in a group of about four, this is just a, not a hard number, but just a way for you to kind of all have an opportunity to share with each other. Again, the questions are kind of what has God been doing in this past season, only thinking back to maybe the beginning of the year, you know. could be through something you've learned in the book of Job or just in life could be a season, like I said, consolation or desolation, just an absence of God or the presence of God. It could be very personal. It doesn't have to be. 
Um, this could be a chance to be with people you already know and just have a different kind of conversation than you normally have or people you don't know yet and you'd like to get to know. There's no form or function to this, just a little bit of time and space. Make sense? All right, friends, ready? Break, let's do it. <laughs> hey, friends at home, uh, Jack here. And in case you're wondering what you should be doing this time, um, if you are with someone in your home, we'd love to have you kind of join with them and kind of have this time of reflection on what God's been doing in either your family or with the people you're with right now, how God's been showing up, uh, where you've experienced God. If you're on your own and we recognize that that's part of this, uh, situ- this reality is maybe you grab a journal or just if you don't have a journal, maybe just a piece of paper and just begin thinking about how has God been in your life in the last eight weeks or so? What's God been doing? Where has God been absent? Where have you experienced desolation? Um, and just do some personal reflection there. We'll have a chance in a few moments to share those things back and you'll have an access to that. It'll be a QR code or a link and you can share those back so that people in our community can see those. They'll be anonymous, and so you're not going to have your name put on screen or anything, but we'd love to have you participate in this as well. All right, have a good time. All right, sorry to interrupt you. Hey, I want to invite you to continue sharing. So you can do this in your group, um, but also uh, this is an opportunity to kind of pivot toward each other, the whole. On the screen here, you'll see there's a QR code as well as you can text in 22855. I don't even, Silas, what the heck is that? Swiftpolling.com. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> All right. So text, text into that number to this question, or you can do the QR code. The thought here, it's a word cloud. You guys have seen these, 2022. So, um, a chance for us to be a congregation. What's something you heard in your sharing of your group? It doesn't have to be something. It could be a word that stood out like hope or loss or you know, encouragement, just whatever. It, could be, it doesn't have to be a super Christian word. It could be anything. But we want to just hear from each other kind of what, what's God been doing in our midst? Because you heard from a group, right? And so just what's been God, God been doing in the whole year? This could be an opportunity for your group to continue sharing because we did interrupt you there and we want to give you a chance to finish that out. And then we'll have those show up on the screen here in a moment and you'll be able to see what God's been doing. And Mitch will lead us in a little bit of kind of contemplative worship here. This is Mitch, by the way, and he's a, he's a rock star. Not a rock star. Sorry, Mitch. He's an amazing musician. So he's just going to lead us a little bit in some meditative worship so you can listen in on that as well. So go and finish out. This will start populating in a moment and then We'll invite Dirk up to kind of bring us to their next movement. All right. Well, this is looking great. And um, feel free to continue to add what you're hearing from God in this time uh, to that resource. And we'll share it back with you even next week. You feel free to turn your chairs back to, I guess, their normal configuration or keep them how you want. I don't care. Um, but it might be easier to turn this way. Yeah. And then um, our next movement in this time together, uh, if you've been with us or, or if you haven't throughout this month, it's been Black History Month, kind of winding down with Black History Month. And the resource that we've been sharing is uh, 20 Days of Black Joy that Silas and Abby created together. And we've been using it in our family as a family devotional each night. And 
it's been a really rich resource to kind of press into this theme of joy, but different aspects of that. Some of that is lament, and some of that is grief, and some of it is excitement and hope. And so it's been wonderful to learn from um, black theologians, black artists, black authors about kind of how to press into joy together. Um, and so around that theme, Dirk Wasink is going to come up and share a little bit about his experience in the, the kind of theme of joy over the last season with us. And Dirk, if you don't know Dirk, is a member of our church, but also helps to lead our uh, Ministry of Racial Justice and Reconciliation team here at Bethany Northeast, amongst other things, but that's kind of a primary way in which he's involved right now. And so we're really grateful for you. All right, that's awesome. So, um, I want to, so that this this section of the service, this is sort of the third movement of a three movement service uh, of Selah, is movement toward joy. So that's our theme in this in this moment. Um, and if you could put up the first of those slides for me, thank you. So our family did a little winter break trip. Uh, recently, this week, uh, to the Yakima area, not far from, as it happens, Selah, Washington. Uh, so I know, it's like, I was hoping to get there and on the spot have some deep thought, but we got close and we went to this uh, canyon, uh, Cowich, uh, which has surrounding it sort of a shrub step, kind of a kind of a barren looking landscape that's very dry. You look out at it, it's kind of bleak. There's actually some blue sky, but a lot of time we were there was very gray. And so you're looking out at this bleak landscape and you're like, what's here? What, why, why am I hiking <laughs> through this bleak landscape? Well, we ended up just taking our time and looking around and uh, with a little bit more like slowing down and taking some awareness, we found uh, uh, a nice flower. Uh, show the next slide, if you could. So looked this up on our handy-dandy app and found out that it was a grass widow flower. But coming up right in February, it was really cold. Uh, pretty amazing to find this burst of color in the midst of this bleak landscape. Um, and so just to introduce this uh, moment in our service where we're talking about movement toward joy, one piece, I think, of, of joy is that it comes a little bit maybe as a surprise. We can't always control when we will feel joy. Um, and in fact, if we think about all the things going on around us, we've had the, the pandemic that's just been this bleak landscape for the last two years. Um, and some of us have experienced isolation in the midst of that. Um, some of us um, and some in our community have experienced alienation or devaluation because of their skin color, their speech accent, their gender, maybe their neurological difference from others. There's things that might set us apart, get identified and devalued. Um, some of us experience sickness. War comes to people who don't choose it. 
in the midst of that, it can still be possible to experience joy. Joy is not like happiness. Um, joy can be experienced in the midst of grief, in the midst of suffering, maybe a surprise, and it may not be predictable, but we can prepare for that. We can open ourselves up. We can increase our awareness. We can walk the bleak landscape and be open to what lies beneath that. So I want to invite you to join me in this next few minutes of the service um, into a meditative prayer. I am going to give you sort of five frames, I'll call it, uh, something to view <laughs> your experience through and just enter into that meditatively. We're doing this in the presence of God, and it doesn't have to be me talking to you as prayer or us praying specifically, but all of our thoughts, all of where we go, we can hold as prayer together. So I'm going to uh, lead us in a movement towards joy. Our first frame, joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit that can grow in us. As a ripe apple comes only at the end of a long growing season that starts with tiny buds in late winter, so joy takes time to ripen. As we pray to move towards joy, let us ask God what we need to grow and nurture this fruit called joy in our own life and in community. Take a moment to meditate on that. Our second frame. Joy is experienced in the present. Between memories of what we have experienced before and our future hopes that glimmer on the horizon, there is the space of this present moment. Space to experience the awareness of our body, room to hear the whisper of our heart. In this moment, right now, I invite you to open yourself to the present. 
let us ask God to open this time that is now so that we have space to be, to experience our identity, our deepest self. What do I feel in my body? Who am I? What is most meaningful to me? Take a moment to meditate on this. to our third frame. Joy can be experienced and cultivated in community. Howard Thurman exclaims in a poem, how wonderful, how moving is the sheer wonder of being necessary to the life of another. Yes, there can be joy in giving to or helping someone else. Sometimes we have been moved by what another person has done for us, a parent, a friend, maybe even a complete stranger. Sometimes we have felt well-being among others in a shared experience, maybe even like this one. I invite you now to reflect in God's presence on a way or an occasion that you have experienced joy because of another person or in the presence of a group, whether by giving, receiving, or sharing. What was that experience like? And what does that experience draw you toward? Let us meditate on that for a moment.
Now we come to our fourth frame. Joy as resistance against despair. This is a theme that has been brought up several times this month as a quote from uh, Willie James Jennings. Joy as resistance against despair reflects an intention, a stance toward what I see and do. Also, joy as resistance involves action. The work of joy includes rejoicing, that is, expressing gratitude for what has been and what is good. This work involves acting in hope, which is looking forward to future joy. As we pray to move toward joy, I invite you to ask God what attitude or action you might take. How can you pursue the hope that lies deep within you? How can you express what you believe deeply at this moment? Let's take just a moment to meditate on that. As our last frame, we recognize that we are creatures of a God who created us, along with the rest of creation, as very good. Our God expressed joy at creation and with us. I invite you to enter God's joy in this moment as God leads you and enables you. Receive God's love for you. Hear God's affirmation of your value, the purposefulness of your life and your identity.